Welcome to Doers of the Word podcast, brought to you by Victory Ministries in Johnson City, Tennessee. The Bible says in Hosea 4-6, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We're here to provide knowledge in the Word of God and make testimonies available through this podcast from people who have come to our ministry and have been set free and delivered through and by the Word, love, and prayers. And now, with today's podcast, here's Pastor Emery. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. We have missed you guys terribly. Uh, We're back on the air here at Victory Ministries, and I do have my little bride with me. Liz, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. Good to be back with everybody, isn't it? It sure is. You know, we've actually took a a step back from the ministry, from the service, uh, having services side of the ministry, and really got in a season with the Lord, and He showed us some mighty things. But uh, uh, let's just say we're making a comeback. Is that the way you'd put it? That would be a good way to put it. We've really been through a transitional phase, and uh, we didn't know what was happening at first, and we questioned everything and sought the Lord on it, didn't hear anything at first, and uh, so we stepped back from most of everything that we were doing in the ministry so that we could hear clearly the way forward for Victory Ministries. Amen. The Lord showed us all um, through a word that it's been pruning season. Uh, When you look at that, uh, a tree, a plant, or anything like that, they, they grow more beautiful after they've been pruned. And the really life comes to life. So during this pruning season, we just step back and allow the Lord to take over and the places he's taken us to far exceeds anything that we could ever accomplish in ourself. It's good to know that we're being led by the Lord in it, honey. Well, it's good to know that we don't have to try to figure it out ourselves. Amen. You know, because he's already got it figured out. We just have to listen for his voice. We have to let Holy Spirit talk to us and show us the way. He said in his word that he would teach us all things and show us things to come. And so we need to uh, we need to utilize that powerful gift of Amen. having the Holy Spirit inside of us to lead and guide and direct us Amen. in everything. That way, if it gets messed up, well, let me put it another way. It's not going to get messed up <laughs> if we let him do it. Amen. And you know, you guys that's not in studio with us, whenever I do this right here, my wife's always like, no, don't, don't do that. But I got a question. You actually said something, honey, that is so profound. You said, listening to the voice of the Lord. Mm-hmm. There's a key. Yeah. Everybody that's listening, when you listen to the voice of the Lord, the outcome is going to be on any expectation that you could ever have. When you say, honey, you're listening to the Lord, we listen to the Lord. We listen to the Lord every day. What advice do you have to these people that don't know really know what we're talking about as far as listening to the Lord? She's rolling her eyes at me, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to say to them as far as listening to the Lord, as far as your experience goes? We are obviously transparent here. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you can't see us, Emery can describe what what I do, um, the expressions I make. Basically, listening for the voice of the Lord 
can be done in different ways through his word. That is number one way to listen for his voice. He's already written down. He's already written down the guidelines he wants us to follow. The example that Jesus gave us when he was here on the earth is the example that we need to follow. So we just look at that and say, I, I want to live like Jesus. I want to live like Jesus. That's the voice. And then when you're reading scripture, you can read the same scripture three times, but the third time it can be highlighted to you in that particular season you're in or that particular situation you're in. The Lord can speak to you through that scripture. And another way to hear from the Lord is through prayer. And uh, a lot of people know what prayer is. It's listening to us, I'm sure. Uh, communing with the Father. Joining forces with the Father. And Emory's going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Because when uh, he discovered that term, joining forces with the Father, it uh, basically put... Prayer in a different aspect. Do you want to say a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Go on? Absolutely it did. Prayer is something that we need to realize that it's something we don't do just to check the boxes. Yes. Right? We don't. Right. Uh, all our life, and I'm sure people that's listening can actually agree with you and I when we say that we was conditioned to do a prayer out of obligation. Yes. Mostly. Or we've cried out to the Lord even before we're saved. We've cried out to a God that we think might be there and, and in times of trouble. But he was in a box, mostly. We had him in a box. Sure. Or, you know, whatever your vision or your feeling about God at that time, you still, we still have that innate sense to yeah. cry out to, to a higher being than us. And in, you know, of course, this case, it's God. We know he's the one. God is unambiguous as they come, okay? But he is... There is so many things that God wants to hear from us. We are not um, like we're not conditioned a certain way. We have a misconception of what God really is. We think in our mind that he's this big, sitting on this big throne in a big white robe with a big long beard with a lightning bolt in his hand just waiting on us to mess up, basically is the way we was raised. You know, with all fear and trembling, you know, we fear before God. Yeah, we're to fear God. The Bible said the whole body... The whole beauty of mankind is to fear God and keep his commandments, but he's not talking about actual scared to death to even ask God for something. In other words, uh, to us back then, he was almost unapproachable. Definitely, uh, especially for me. I grew up in the Catholic religion, <laughs> and I'm not downing Catholics or anything like that, but I was always scared of the, the priest, the nuns. I never felt like I could talk to them as a person, just do exactly what they say. And so that was my vision of God is I couldn't uh, talk to him on a personal basis. It was just a canned prayer, a Hail Mary and our father, and then I'm done. So that was totally different than the way you grew up. And the priest was unapproachable. You didn't dare approach him. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I was scared of him. So. You know, I'm not going to say the religion I grew up in because I would not hurt, want to hurt anybody. But, you know, I was raised, uh, you know, we've all heard, well, God can do it if he wants to. Well, today I want to talk a little bit about that. I mean, we was, 
uh, raised in a time I was raised by two loving parents that loved the Lord. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind they raised my brother and I uh, to follow the in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus. And I thank God that I do have that background as far as bringing me uh, to the Lord. But I do want to talk just a few moments um, about Liz said something key just a moment ago. Uh, her and I both have talked about this in, intensively, extensively. Can't even get my words right. <laughs> extensively. And when we realized when we got this truth, joining forces with the Father. So let's look at this. Let's look at now. I use the King James um, 1611 version. Uh, I wouldn't offend anybody, but to me personally, I believe it to be the engrafted, unadulterated Word of God. That's not everybody's belief, and that's totally between you and the Lord. I'm not downing you, not putting anything out, but that's what I'm going to be quoting from. So Philippians 4, 6, and 7, uh, the Bible says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So let's go down in verse 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. And first of all, let me talk to Liz about this. What I noticed right there, and you can say whatever jumped out at you, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. That tells me I'm not going to do it by myself. Definitely. That tells me I've got this, you know, he's going to keep me through Christ Jesus. And that's the way that I'm kept. Well, and the word also says that that the word is a discerner for the thoughts and intents of our heart. Now, I don't have that scripture reference right before me. I can find it if somebody has a question about that, but it's there. So we can't even know what our heart, what the intents of our heart is until we read the word, until we know the truth. Amen. That we are forgiven, that we don't have to hold on to shame. And everybody that's listening, you know, if you've actually tried to understand the peace, the love of God, the Bible right there plainly tells us that it's it will pass all understanding. So we're never going to understand the peace that God brings, the joy, the happiness, the peace, contentment, and all that stuff that God brings. But I want you to realize first and foremost, above everything that we're seeing right now, is prayer is actually joining forces with the Father. You see, God uses us here on this earth to carry out his will there from heaven. Well, first we need to know what his will is. Amen. Guess where that's at? Where's that at? It's in the word. (laughs) It's in the Bible. Imagine that. Imagine the concept of going to the Bible about everything. Yeah, it's his will and his promises, the things that he's promised us. And you know, you said something profound there. Uh You said, we we talked about going to the word. That's not going back to what my mom and papa taught or not what mom and dad taught, or what they think is right, or what religion may tell you. Mm -hmm. You're talking about going back to the Word. Getting in the Word. Read the Bible. Imagine a book that has answers to every problem. Imagine. (laughs) (laughs) The Word of God. All the years that we lived without the Word. I mean, yeah, we were going to church. We were hearing about God. We was checking the boxes. We were were hearing uh, about... Jesus, but we never really, maybe it was mentioned once in a while in some of the churches that I attended about a relationship, but it was really just trying to do the best you could and living a good life. It was never, oh, 
you are righteous because Jesus made you righteous. You can have a personal relationship with him through the Holy Ghost speaking to you every day. Amen. Imagine a loving God that would love us that much that would give us a relationship like that. It's unheard of. People don't realize that anymore. And I'm glad to know that that's still in motion. Every time that Liz hears somebody say, be careful, what do you normally tell them? For nothing. <laughs> be so careful for nothing. So that's, that's what the Do not worry. It's, it's basically what that's saying. Do not worry yeah. when you're saying be be careful for nothing. Amen. Just tell us not to be anxious or worried about anything uh, in all our life. You know, I tell people a lot of times, um, even in our discipleship training, that my mom and dad was the world tag team champions when it comes to worrying. And I mean, I learned from the best. But when I come to a place to where I realize that prayer is joining forces with the Father, knowing that Colossians 2.10 tells me I'm complete in Him, I like nothing. I am who God says I am. The Bible works because Jesus said it did. Healing works because Jesus said it did. Joining forces with the Father works because Jesus said it did. When I realized these truths, that I am 110% um, sold out for Jesus. In other words, I feel like sometimes in church that I could get up and say, Hi, my name's Emery, and I'm addicted to Jesus. Amen. <laughs> so yeah, We can even come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. In our time of need, we can come boldly. We don't have to come like little pitiful servants that doesn't have that he doesn't look at us as a son or a daughter he does he looks at us as a son or a daughter amen heirs and joint heirs and a friend amen imagine that jesus our friend he's our friend everybody looks at him as this big uh uh, flaming ball of fire in the sky and and we need to be scared to death of him no he's our friend amen uh, you know, I want to two different, uh, one thing right here, pray and praying are two different things. We need, to, we need to distinguish that. You can tell someone that you're going to pray for them and that shows a future event, doesn't it? That shows something that's going to happen. Yes. But when you say, I am praying for you, then what that does, that shows action that the, you are in the middle of a conversation to God about a particular individual. Now, how many times, and you've actually brought this out before, honey, have we read on social media? I'm not going to mention no names because I don't want to advertise nobody. How many times on social media do we see people asking for prayer and there's a hundred responses about praying, 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 but yet never bow their head and talk to the Father? about what's going on. So in reality, what that tells me is the people that saying that are in a fact according to the Bible and they don't actually put action into what they're saying, then that's a flat-out lie. I mean, let's just call it like we it is. We have to assume that, that they're right. not truly praying. Um, I've probably in the past, past, been guilty of that. Saying I have to. That I'm saying I'm praying, which... You know, I'm thinking about what their situation is, but am I really going to the Father boldly to His throne of grace for this person and plead my pleading their case to the Father? Amen. On Let's their point. Behalf? Amen. Let's point out two more right here. I really want to get in, uh, in depth in this. You know, the, let's notice the next part of these two verses here. But in everything. 
prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Now, when you look up that particular word supplication, Mm -hmm. you can go back in the old Greek and it means to approach or, you know, asking for something eagerly or earnestly. Yes. You have to notice the words in everything the Lord's talking about here. Does that mean everything but what you want to do on your own? Absolutely not. It means that in everything we should be praying to the Father and earnestly telling Him our request. But another key is with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. We can go to Jesus with thanksgiving. You know why you're thanking? You have the thanksgiving? Because your, your prayer is you're praying with expectation. If you're praying the will of the Father, you can expect it. Amen. So you're going to just go ahead and thank him for it, even though you don't see it mm-hmm. right now. Possibly it could manifest right when you're praying about it. But even when you don't see it, you still thank him for it because you know it's on its way. Amen. The answer is definitely on its way. He's taking care of it. He told us to cast all our cares on him because he cares for us. Amen. So and that don't mean do, one or two cares. That means all of them. All of them. And so when we do that, he has it. We don't. We gave it to him because we know he knows the answer to the situation. He's the one that can handle it for us. He's the one that can fight that battle for us. Amen. That's what Peter uh, what Peter wrote in 1 Peter 5 7, casting all your cares upon him. For he careth for you. You know, and, and this isn't just talking about right here. Um, th- this is not saying that you need to get up and tell everyone just how bad you got it. Or it's not poor little old me, what I call the plum disease. Poor little old me. I have it harder than anyone. I just need somebody to pray with me that that can get a hold of heaven. I know so-and-so can get a hold of heaven. Well, here's the thing. God wants to hear from you. God wants that special prayer time with you. You know, there's a lot of people that's went to about every preacher uh, that's in their particular region. And they think that they can't get touched. And and, and they think they got so much confidence in the man they go and they ask for prayer. And they're confident that he's going to answer. Well, they went to everybody and nobody has got, they didn't got no results, so they blame it on the pastor or on the preacher they're talking to. Mm-hmm. Without once taking responsibility their self and stepping in to believing what the Bible says. Prayer is a personal relationship and joining forces with the Father. Yes, it's probably because they don't know what the Word says. Or another one you and I have heard. My whole ministry. I just don't feel like my prayer is getting above the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense because if Holy Spirit's living on the inside of you, right there he is. Amen. You don't have to have it go above the ceiling. You're because bringing, it's going to you're heaven. You're bringing heaven to earth when you join forces with the Father. Amen. That's exactly right, right there. Um I, th- I think that this kind of thinking right here will prevent people from joining forces with the Father. That wrong way of thinking, thinking that they always got to have somebody else to pray for them. Or they got to get so-and-so, you know, so-and-so down there, can boy, they can really get a hold of heaven. Well, in reality, so can you. Yeah. So can you. You can get a hold of heaven. Uh, because Jesus said you can. You know, when you look at it like this, we take our problems... <laughs> excuse me, a lot of times to somebody we got confidence in. We take the problems to a doctor or whoever the, the, the case may be. 
When in reality, Jesus said in Matthew 11, 28, 29, and 30, Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And then after he told us to do that, so basically the first half of that's telling you that Jesus wants to come to him with your cares, sickness, disease, troubles, trials, disappointment, fear, and all these things. He said, come unto me and I will give you rest. Then he told us to do something there. He said, take my yoke up on you and learn of me for I'm meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your soul. What a promise because he said, my yoke is easy and my burdens is light. So when you got troubles and trials and the waves of doubt and worry and confusion and and fear have crashed the shoreline of your life, I want you to know that you can join forces with the Father and pray in prayer knowing that it's being heard. Yes, I agree. I Amen. agree totally with that. Um, another way that we can hear the Father's voice is through journaling. Amen. You know, write your prayer down. Write what's going on, the, your situations, whatever's going on in your life, or whatever just is on your heart. Write that down as if you're talking to the Father, because you really are, as if you're talking to God. And when you get done with your heart, then you sit and you wait and listen for that inner voice for the answer. Amen. You know, you said something so key there, honey, so profound. People, some people we found out has got headstrong religion instead of heartfelt salvation. And we have said, even in the counseling sessions we do here at Victory, that we don't do nothing except deal with matters, of, excuse me, matters of the heart. That's basically what we do. When you talk with your heart, not your mind, mm-hmm. your heart, that's what moves you on the inside. That's what brings on emotion. Definitely. That's what moves you into praise. That's what moves you to the place to where you want to join forces with the Father. Mm-hmm. That moves you to a place knowing that Jesus is hearing you. There's a, there is a satisfaction in that particular moment that you will not get outside of that moment because you're in that moment with Jesus. You're, you're talking about matters of your heart to the Father. Yes. And he said he would give you perfect peace, peace that passes all understanding. And you get that through spending time with him and knowing who he is and who you are in him. It has to be in his presence. However, however you want that to look through prayer, through just worship, just spending some time with him in your prayer closet, through just saying a nice prayer in the morning and being like, God, I, I know you've got this. Just have confidence in him. But you've got to know who he is before you can have confidence in somebody. And he wants you to do that. He wants you to know who he is. And you've got to get in the word to find out who he is. That's where the answer is. It's in the word of God. Another answer. Amen. Another question in your mind. Who is Jesus? What is his example? Why did God do some of the things he did? It's in the word. Yes, it is. Amen. You know, I tell people a lot of times, um, which, you know, people here at Victory Ministries will tell you the same thing about themselves. Uh, God promised me, and this is something I'm saying for personal for me. God promised me 
then he will keep my mind through Jesus and my heart. So what I've chose to do is simply believe that and refuse to worry or fret about anything. Well, I know in my own life when I start feeling a sense of uneasiness going towards worry or uh, like what, you know, why am I, what's, what's causing me to worry? Then I know that I've got to get it back in his presence, that I've got to get right back into relationship with him. Something's missing and I've got to talk to him about it. I got to talk to my father about what is missing. Why am I, why am I worried? Why am I not trusting you right now? Have I forgotten how much you truly love me? It's okay. And it's I, okay when that happens. It's te- your 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 mind, your spirit is telling you something's not right, and that's when you've got to seek Him, and He'll give you the answer. You said something right there that absolutely run cold chills all over me. When that comes, we need to go to the Father. Yes. Go to the Father. Run to your daddy that loves you more than anything. Run to him. Let him put his arms around you and comfort you. He will do that. I promise. In the wee hours of morning, um, there's not a lot of people know this, but in the wee, wee hours of the morning, Liz likes to get along with the Lord. Do you feel like you're growing, Tom? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. It's my It's my time with him. Um, sometimes I journal, sometimes I wait for his answer. Sometimes I just pray. Um, sometimes I just read the word and listen for his voice through the word. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer on how to do, how to get alone with the father or to get this relationship where you feel like you can talk to him every day, not just say a pretty prayer that you think is right. Like Emory said, just check a box off. It's really a personal relationship. It's a journey. It's it's an exciting journey that you get to take with him and see what he's going to do through you when you surrender your life to him. When you say, Jesus, I don't even want to see me anymore. I just want to see you through me. I don't want people to even look at me. I could care less what I look like to people. I only care about what you look like through me. That's it. Amen. We've been trying to keep these podcasts at 15 minutes. We've got about 10 minutes over, but Liz, what parting words of wisdom do you have for people that's wanting to join forces with the Father? They want to know how to pray. They don't, they, they're not sure. <clears throat> they need to pray, Mom and Dad showed me, or Brother so-and-so down at the church showed me. They want to know how to join forces with the Father. In other words, is there a right way and a wrong way to pray? What do you have to say to them? <clears throat> well, Excuse never me. underestimate the power of your words. Never underestimate the power of God's Word in the Bible. It's powerful. It's alive. Seek Him and all, everything will be added unto you. Seek Him first and the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and everything will be added unto you. Amen. He's made you righteous. He's made you have right standing with God when you surrender your life, when you're saved, when you're born again. You are in right standing with God that you can approach him 
as his friend, as his son, as his daughter. You have that right. Amen. Thank you, honey. You know, we, we uh, here at Victory Ministries hope and pray that you join forces with the Father. That's today's message. Join forces with the Father, the one that knows you better than anybody, the one that loves you more than anything or anyone, and you'll start seeing the victory in your life uh, come to life more and more and more. In the show notes on the bottom is how to get in contact us with us here at Victory Ministries, and you can get a hold of us for counseling. Uh, we actually uh, hope beyond a bottle, anybody that you know is an alcoholism, uh, life after addiction is another thing that we do. If you know somebody that, that needs help there, uh, that needs counseling, please don't hesitate to reach out with us. Uh, we thank you for listening today. It's been absolutely been a blessing talking with you. Any parting words of wisdom, Elizabeth? No. Okay. Again, thank you for being with us today. We look forward to being with you next time. But until then, may God bless you as our prayer. Thank you for listening to Doers of the Word podcast. Victory Ministries JC wants to show God's kind of love in all the lives we touch and interact with. There's hope in Jesus and we're here for you. If you need prayer or have a need pertaining to what we do or want a personal relationship with Jesus, please feel free to contact us at 423-262-8407 or our email is info at victoryministriesjc.com.